In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, we go into part two of when he thought of no one else but our raggedy little school, the personal development edition, baby. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. Hey everyone, this is Ken Williams of Unfold the Soul. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, thank you and welcome. This is a different episode in that it's a rare part two. 99% of the Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast episodes are standalone, but this is a part two, uh, continuing a theme from the episode prior. So if you've not listened to the last episode, I'm going to encourage you to do so. And then, of course, subscribe and listen to all of them after that. For those of you who did listen to the last episode, I wanted to pick up where I left off last time. You know, I like to keep the podcast uh, under 20 minutes. And so last week's episode was all about an email I received from Dr. Rick DeFore, God rest his soul who at the time was, you know, an architect of the professional learning communities process that, you know, I became just consumed with and used to help move our schools forward. And then I had an opportunity to meet him and he invited me to stay in touch. And I did that. And some months later, he wrote us back as I went over last week. So the leadership lessons from last week were all about, you know, moving our school forward, moving the vision forward. But there's a there's a personal development component to this that, again, I didn't want to make the last episode too long, but I want to go over it some today because, uh, I don't know, I've had 53, almost 54 trips around the sun, and at this point in my life... I am keenly aware of how precious life is. I, I really am. And reading his email made me reflect on the scores of days, hundreds upon hundreds of hours that I got to spend with him inside of what may have been nine years. You know, I... I I thought it was going to be a lifetime. You know, I I pictured going to visit him and Becky and their old age and my older age and our kids as adults. But, um, you know, both their lives were cut short. And reflecting on his email and his subsequent influence just makes me so grateful that I took a chance and followed through. I follow through, you know, everyone says, you know, stay in touch, but I literally had the thought in my mind when he said that to me. And I knew at that point he, you know, I had an idea of who he was and he's internationally known and, you know, little bootleg principal here in the Atlanta area, trying to move a school forward. In my mind, I said to myself, if he said to keep in touch, I am going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so because I took that chance, this isn't, it's not about me, you know, bragging about anything. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about patterns and principles that have repeated themselves over and over in my life 
and in the lives of so many colleagues, friends, and mentees that you know I've talked to over the years. There are some universal principles, you know, about um, designing your life amid negative chatter, negative news. You know, God forbid you turn the news on. I mean, it's all negative. It's it's uh, 28 minutes of murder and mayhem and dissension and crap and COVID and sick and, you know, two minutes of anything good. And still inside all that, you hold the controls, you hold the levers to your life. And I just wonder how different my life would have been if I hadn't stepped forward and, and taken a chance on, you know, responding and getting to know him some. And so I've got four quick things that I want you to take away based on that episode and based on what I told you, the, you know, what's happened since that episode. Like I said, he's, you know, Rick and Becky were family literally family they become family like they were almost you know they were damn near godparents to our kids and and i know i'm grateful for the opportunity and i know part of it was because i took a chance so lesson one there's no such thing as fearlessness no such thing what people do who uh, manifest things and make things happen. The folks that you look at sometimes and think are lucky that they, they just uh, trip over lottery tickets every day. But that's not the case. It's often an accumulation of actions taken in the face of fear. And I love the way uh, Jack Canfield, who is the author of the Chicken Soup series and one of my favorite personal development books, uh, The Success Principles, which I have, and there's got to be 250 tabs in that book. But um, he talked about fear, doubt, and worry are always there. They're going to show up, and you've got to treat them like guests at your house. So when they come to the door, you know, when you're thinking about making that move, and in my world, I hear a lot of it with the consultancy, you know, you get people who want to, you know, become a consultant and ask me to mentor them and, you know, ask for next steps and, Fear, doubt, and worry is going to creep up. And I call them gremlins, you know, the ones that just kind of sit on your shoulder and they're whispering in your ear, like, who the hell is going to listen to you? And why would anybody read what you wrote? And who wants to hear from you in terms of a blog or a podcast or, uh, you know, writing a book? Or who would ever hire you and pay you to consult? Like, all those things are going to happen. Like, all those fears, all those doubts, and all those worries are going to be present. And they're going to... Uh, sit up tall and raise their hands and they, they're going to hold up signs so, to, to, as to, so as to distract you from your work. They're not going anywhere. So Canfield talks about when they show up at your door, he said, you've got to treat them, uh, I'm paraphrasing, he said, when you get like your, a room renovated, you get the kitchen renovated in your home, you're going to expect that there's going to be dust all over the place, right? That eventually has to be cleaned up. It's just a part of it. You don't want it. It's a mess. It's a nuisance, but it's part of the process of getting your kitchen renovated. If you want to get those walls redone and you want to put that new Viking stove in and have that big island in the middle of the kitchen and open it up so you have an open concept, an open floor plan, it's going to require that you have to deal with the dust. And so he compared like fear, doubt, and worry to that dust. The dust is part of the process. 
And so fear, doubt, and worry is part of the process. So what I do is I, I pretend that they've come to my front door and I open the door and I invite those bastards in and I walk them into my living room and I turn on Netflix and you know, I find a program for them to watch and tell those bastards to take a seat, sit your ass down, and then I go back to my office and then I act. You gotta act. So you gotta feel the fear and do it. The fear is not going anywhere. There's no such thing as fearlessness. You gotta act through it. That's lesson one. Two, simply take action. Not every action is gonna lead to success, but failure is part of the success success process. I have this idea in my head I call it the 3% rule. And again, I don't have any research or science behind it, just life. I got a PhD in life. And I'm telling you, for every 100 people who are thinking of an idea, thinking of starting a blog, thinking of doing a podcast, thinking of starting a consultancy, of posting a video on social media, of uh, offering their services, or whatever it is, writing a book, whatever it is that you are reaching for that sits right outside your comfort zone, just like right beyond your fingertips, I'm telling you, out of those 100 people, three are going to take action and 97 are going to talk themselves out of it or be talked out of it. And that's, that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. You know, I travel the country consulting with schools and I know the work I do appeals to educators who, you know, either want to leverage it as an additional source of income, an opportunity, or live their passion through it. Just like I did when I heard Victor Four. I mean, it's, I know this. And I also know that for every 100 people that come to me and say, and they say, oh my gosh, I want you as a mentor. I want to know more. I want to know how to get it started. I just pay it forward and say, absolutely. Here's my content information. And this is not a pessimist in me, but I know in the back of my mind, out of 100, three are going to get in touch. Three are going to follow through. Only three of them. And it, it is just, that's how the numbers fall out every single time. So you got to feel the fear and do it. You got to take action. I kind of bled into my third point, which is that 3% rule. You want to be the part of the 3%. So when I'm scared shitless and I'm doubting and I got gremlins in my head, you know, on Monday, I feel good about myself, about this plan I'm going to do. And on Tuesday, I got the gremlins telling me that, you know, nobody's going to listen to you and nobody's going to buy that or nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to download that episode. I then tell myself, I want to be part of the 3%. Like that's all. I want to be part of the 3%. And so I take my swings. And then the fourth thing is to pay it forward. Um, when I consult, when I, when I mentor or just give advice to people who are interested in whatever it is, a consultancy or, you know, uh, writing a book or starting a podcast or whatever it is, I always start with uh, one who's doing what you're doing, Right. Who's doing what you're doing and is a step or two or three ahead of you? That's the person you want to find. Um, you know, at one time in my life, I thought I was going to do a lot of work around personal development. And, you know, I'd read Tony Robbins' book, you know, Awaken the Giant Within. It just changed my life along with Jack Canfield's book and Think and Grow Rich and the, 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 the Science of, of Wealth, all those books. But uh, Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield were so big at the time, you know, Les Brown, so big at the time, it was just, it was beyond even my wildest visions to ever be able to get in touch with them. But I did find some consultants who 
had some level of success. It was just more than a pretty website. Like they really got results. They were doing a lot of the work I was doing and they were further ahead than I was at the time, but not so far that it just seemed like mind blowing. And so that's how I get started. That's how I tell people to get started. Find someone who's doing what you're doing, if, you know, unless your idea is completely original. And then bend that person's ear, get 10 questions ready, take them to get coffee. Well, these days now you can zoom with them. I mean, that's who, that's what like Mike Matos and Anthony Muhammad were for me. You know, I, I sat in an audience and watched Rick DeFore captivate an audience without moving two inches to the left or right of his spot. And he held everyone's rapt attention. He had everyone's attention. And it is great wry sense of humor that I loved. And he made an impact with his content. And in that instant, I knew I wanted to do that. But at that moment, at that point, he'd written, co-written almost 20 books and 50 articles and so forth and so on. It was, it was just mind blowing. But Anthony Muhammad, Dr. Anthony Muhammad and Mike Matos, they also had levels of success and impact in this work. But they weren't so far ahead of me that it, it just kind of blew me out of the water. And so those two guys, you know, Rick and Rick and Becky would answer any questions you had. But again, Mike and Anthony, they were doing something that was like I could see it. Like I could, you know, I'm in my car and I can see their their, their cars are several there's several cars ahead of me, but I can see their taillights. I can see their taillights. And in every instance with those guys and, and others as well, they paid it forward. You know, and I, I can I can say pretty confidently and speak for Mike and Anthony. I know a part of why they paid it forward and why I now I now pay it forward when I have opportunities is because how of how generous Rick and Becky and and Dr. Bob as well, how generous they were with information and opportunity. They're, they're tremendous abundant thinkers. And so I encourage you to go after designing your life, go after some of those goals that kind of keep you up at night and scare you a little bit. And then know that everything is relative. And while there are always people who have done more, been at it longer, achieved more, have more success, there's always come someone coming up behind who looks at you as a model for what they want to do. And when you are in that position, pay it forward and so next week we're going to go back to a standalone episode but this was such a seminal moment in my life in my career I just I wanted to do it justice and I knew stretching it out over two episodes was the right thing to do and so I'm glad you hung in there with me I'm glad you're listening come back next week for a new episode got a couple of messages before I sign off and until then, start with the crown. Leaders, if you're interested in how to embed equity 
on your campus. Make it a part of your school's DNA and ensure equity, excellence, and achievement for all students regardless of background. If you want to know how to dismantle ability groups and make high levels of learning happen for every student, pick up Ruthless Equity, my brand new book. It will be out in mid-January. If you want to learn more about it, go to ruthlessequity.com. That's ruthlessequity.com. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, man, owning things in leadership is a bitch, but it's also where all the power is, baby. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.